0: Hello, welcome to uh, Anglers Country Park, if you look to the left, you can see the visitor centre and in the centre, or to the outside of the centre actually, are public toilets. So if people wish to go before we start, then please go now. We're going to go into Hall Park Wood, which is an ancient woodland and uh, has some very, very interesting trees and features in there. We will talk about them when we get there, but it was once part of the First Nature Reserve in the world, and some very important people have uh, visited the woodland because of that.
1: So am I going to need some, uh, some boots on when we go down there, Dave? Is it going to be muddy or...?
0: Yeah, the, the tracks in the main are surfaced, but with leaf litter, yes. Uh, I'd advise you to put some, some boots on some sturdy-type shoes.
1: Right, I'll go get me willy, sir.
0: Well, here we are at the entrance to Hoare Park Wood. The woodland's an ancient woodland, and we have records going back to about 1250. It's quite a large woodland. It's the second largest we've got in the district after New Miller Dam.
1: So the trees that I can see, they don't look like the trees at New Miller Dam. They look different. They're they're really tall and thin and skinny. So, you know, what kind of trees are those?
0: We have a mixture of trees in the woodland. These that you can see here are larch, and these are Japanese larch.
1: What were they being used for? Why were they planted in the first place?
0: They were used to support the mining industry.
1: Well, what exactly the were they used for down the pits?
0: They were used for uh, pit props.
1: Right, so they're the ones you use them to stop the um, the roof from caving in, the seams.
0: That's right, that's right. The larch are a more sturdy tree and will last a lot longer than most other pines that we, ha- we have in the, the woodland.
1: So they would have been felled by foresters or whoever, but who originally planted them?
0: They were planted by the Forestry Commission. When was that? Back in the 40s and 50s.
1: And how long uh, would they have been leaving them in the the woods? How long would they take to have felled them?
0: They would be felled about 20, 30 years later.
1: Right, so probably about 1970s. so That's right. the right. The, the time that they would have been coming down there now. So what are you guys they
0: going have. to do with them? We will be removing them eventually. It will take about 75 to 100 years to actually put the woodland back as an English woodland with native trees. Obviously, larch aren't native. I've already said these are Japanese. So we want to put back oaks, so. hazels.
1: So these guys are going to come out, we are going to put back all the the really nice trees that we associate with an English woodland. Um, Yes. But it's going to be probably a very long time in the future, so I don't think you or I will probably see that.
0: No, we won't, no, no. It's not like a garden. We plant for the future, we don't plant for now. And we're planting for wildlife. It's okay putting trees in, but if they aren't the correct native species to this part of the country, we won't get the the native wildlife.
1: So by planting oak and all that kind of thing, you're going to get more birds and more animals coming in?
0: Ultimately, insects. Insects are what we plant for. Insects bring in birds and other mammals.
1: Right, so it's, it's... Important to use native species because that actually improves long term natural wildlife. Then.
0: Very extremely important. Now, if you look just to our right, you'll see the podcast point there. Here we are at uh, this this gate. We're going to go through this gate. If you're disabled and you have a radar key then you can unlock the gate to allow access for wheelchairs and electric buggies. If not then we can just open the gate to allow ourselves as pedestrians through. So let's open the gate and go through.
1: So, we're just going to walk up this, this path. It's quite nice. It's got like bark chippings and things. It smells lovely.
0: Yeah, it's a very nice path. Very, extremely nice. And not too, too long. Here we are at uh, an area within the First Nature Reserve of the World, because this is where we are now. <laughs> and the views are absolutely stunning over the Walton Hall estate.
1: So, if you stand here, we can actually look over um, what the Squire used to own.
0: Yes, yes we can.
1: Right, okay. It's actually quite nice isn't it, this?
0: Yes, it's beautiful. Really, really nice views. Okay, if you'd like to turn around and have a look behind you.
1: Well, what's that stone building there with a the blue plaque on it? What's that for?
0: The Squire, Charles Waterton, who created the First Nature Reserve in the world, also built, we believe, five watchtowers, Today we call them hides. This is the only one that remains.
1: So he basically just watched the animals and everything from uh, from those things?
0: Yes he did, yeah. He used to have a seat inside and sit down and watch. Mainly birds because that was his, his greatest interest. But from this position there was a badger set so he used to watch badgers as well.
1: So, why is the roof on the ground then? Um, I'm assuming that's what that that pointy thing that's on the ground is, it looks like a roof anyway.
0: Yeah, it is, along with some volunteers some years ago, we cleared around the Watchtower and found some odd shaped stones. We managed to get the Pontefract archaeological team in and they discovered that it was the remains of a roof so all of the hides, watchtowers, had roofs on them. But if you look at the structure, the roof itself, it's extremely heavy. And it was the roof that brought all the watchtowers down.
1: So because the roof was made of stone itself, or stone slates, it actually made all the walls collapse over the years. Yes, gears.
0: that's right.
1: That's a real shame, is that?
0: It is, which is why we, when we had it repaired, we didn't put the roof back on we put the roof on the
1: ground. Okay, just, it just looks a little funny, that's all just plumps on the ground like that.
0: He does, but we wouldn't be able to support such a heavy roof with such a small structure as the hide. Okay, now we're going to go back down the track. There's only one way out from uh, the watchtower. And when we get through the gate, we're going to turn right up the track. So if you'd like to follow me.
1: Okay, no problem. So this wall that we're walking by, um, why is that there then? What's it for?
0: This was the boundary wall that... Charles Waterton built to keep animals in and safe and poachers and other undesirables out. It's the boundary wall of the First Nature Reserve in the world.
1: And how long is it?
0: It was three miles long and an average of nine feet high. It cost him about £9,000, which today equates to about £3
1: So he basically built this wall to protect the animals and keep all the poachers and everything out um but most people probably would have just shot the poachers when they came in so
0: yeah he uh, he didn't he didn't care for that type of activity he did or his gamekeepers. Did used to catch poachers, and they were reprimanded. But no, they they never used violence. He wasn't a violent person. If we would like now to go up the track, and we're going to turn left. I'll say at the top of the hill, but as you can see, it's only a short incline, and we're going to be walking along. Uh, a bit of a windy track for the woodland anyway well here we are at five ways or well, it's lo- it's locally known as five ways some people think it's the centre of the woodland it isn't but as you can see It's got five tracks leading to it and from it, which is where it gets its name, five
1: ways. So it's basically just the name that people call it because it's the five tracks, but what's that flagpole with that green flag thing? What's that for?
0: The Woodland is a, a recipient of the Green Flag Award. There are only two in the district. This is one of them, and Anglers Country Park is another.
1: So it seems a really, really big wood Does this. Do you actually look after it just by yourselves or...?
0: Ah, no. I have some little helpers to help me. When it comes to autumn time, I can't paint all the berries, that's impossible. I have some little pixies that help me do that and they live close by.
1: So you've got pixies living in the wood?
0: I've got pixies living in the wood. If you'd like to just go over there to your right, have a look round the bottom of the trees and you'll see where the pixies live. But be careful because it is their habitat. And we don't want to disturb it too much because they live there.
1: So you want me to go over there and look for pixies, Dave? Is that what you're saying? I do. Right, OK. I think this is a joke, isn't it? There's not really any pixies in this wood. I'll, I'll look, I'll humour you. OK, I'll go over there and have a quick look. Um, if there seems to be little doors at the base of the trees. Is is that where the pixies live?
0: Exactly. I'd like you to come away now because that's where they live. We don't want to disturb them. Yep, that's where the pixies live. Right. Now we're going to go on to our next point straight down this path. On the right. If you like to follow me. Right, let's uh, let's just stop here. If you'd like to gather round.
1: What's so interesting about this particular spot, then, dear?
0: Here, just down this embankment by the edge of uh, the canal, the old canal at the bottom there, are some very rare trees. They're called wild service trees and these are the furthest north in the country that they can be found naturally.
1: So why are the wild service trees so special and what, what's so important about them?
0: Well they're important. In Yorkshire especially here because these are the furthest north in the country that you'll find them but back in medieval times there were fields and fields of wild service trees the fruit is a tiny tiny sweet fruit once it's ripened about the size of your small fingernail and it's checkered a little bit like an old-fashioned hand grenade that's what it looks like and the fruit was used to flavour beer Uh, and also some of the pubs at the time used to display the checkerboard and some still today display the checkerboard a lot of that refers to the tree because the fruit and the tree were called checkered fruit from the checkered tree and instead of putting a tree symbol up they put a checkerboard
1: on. In. Interesting, is that? I never knew that one. I haven't wondered why you sometimes see little checkerboard on pub signs.
0: Some come from the Roman times, but some come from the tree itself, the checker tree. As I say, it's an extremely sweet fruit, and we have about 30 trees. Very difficult to find, but uh, in the autumn time, extremely beautiful. The, uh, the leaves are small maple type leaves and go a vivid red. Right, we're now going to go down to the old stone bridge in the woodland. If you'd like to follow me. Right, we're just going to stop here, on this on this stone bridge.
1: So is this actually a bridge over a canal? Because I can see something underneath it. I mean, there doesn't look to be a lot of water in it, but...
0: Yeah, this is the disused Barnsley Canal. It used to go from Barnsley to Wakefield. It would carry coal from Barnsley to Wakefield, and it would take soap and corn from Wakefield to Barnsley. It's now disused.
1: So how old is the bridge itself then? Is it as old as the canal, or...?
0: No, the canal's slightly older, but on this bridge, if we just walk over, go round here to the right, there on the side of the bridge you can see the date, 1828. So it is quite an old bridge. And we don't really allow large vehicles over this anymore because it is structurally okay for pedestrians but not for for vehicles.
1: So, if anything heavy went over it, it, it might not take the weight, it might collapse. And is that what you're yeah, saying?
0: That's what I'm saying. Right.
1: Okay. Hopefully, it will take our weight anyway.
0: And the canal itself is a nature reserve in its own right.
1: Is that because the water's gone in a lot of it now, or does it make for a different habitat?
0: It makes for an extremely different habitat, yeah. It's a, a really nice linear nature reserve.
1: So what kind of things do you think we could probably see down here? What's unusual?
0: We used to get water voles. I've uh, not seen water voles for some time but that's not to say they're not there and also a little, just a little bit further up, about 200 metres up the canal towards Wakefield We do have quite a lot of grass snakes. Oh,
1: grass snakes. Not too keen on snakes. They're not dangerous, though, are they? No, they're not, no, no,
0: no. Grass snakes pretend... uh, If you come across a grass snake and for some reason you wanted to pick one up, it would pretend it was dead. Mm -hmm. And then if you insisted on trying to pick it up, it would squirt you with a very white substance that... uh, smells a lot and would be very difficult to get rid of for some time. That's their defence.
1: Well, we'll be picking up any grass next and I'll let you have that on if we do pull a grass one.
0: Huh? Right, let's, uh, let's go on to the, the next point, which isn't too far away. It's just down this little incline here. As we've come down this track, this track is actually the Trans-Pennine Trail and if you looked to the left you'll have seen a a stone block with a large wheel on the top of it. These are not found anywhere else in the country, this is the only canal in the country that there are two of these actually can be found and they, they were there to help the horses pull the narrowboats, the barges, around corners
1: So they had a a rope going from the horse around the pulley to the barge, is that how it works? Yes,
0: it is Yeah, and it helped them pull around. And as I say, these are the only there's one here and there's one further along towards Wakefield but in the woodland they're the only uh, two that can be found in the country
1: so, there's no, none others in the country at all. Then right? so
0: Nope, these are the only two.
1: So, do you, would you list something like that? Would it be that important, do you think?
0: They are important, uh, and people do know about them, and the archaeologists archeolo- know about them as well, so but possibly in the future they may be listed, yeah. Oh, OK. Right, we're going to go over this footbridge, and just have a look at what I think is a really lovely view
1: yeah, so it's a single file over here then. it so is, it's yeah. a little bit on the narrow side, isn't it? Yeah,
0: so. it's very narrow
1: and uh, what's, this, what's this lake then, what's this, what's this water body actually called?
0: this is called Heenley Reservoir And if you look just at the top, you'll see what look like steps that is from Winterset Reservoir, close to each other. They were formed, both reservoirs were formed to supply the Barnsley Canal that we've just walked by the side of with water when the locks were in use.
1: So the water fed through from those lakes through into the canal, but obviously it doesn't do that now, does it? Because it doesn't do that. There's no then. more water. Well, there no. is some water but not a lot in the uh, in the canal, so
0: No, definitely not. And if you look at what we've just walked over, that little stream. Yeah. That feeds into Numela Dam.
1: Well right, so it goes a fair way then really, doesn't it? It
0: does. Yeah. But as you see, what a beautiful little reservoir this is.
1: Do you uh, you see anything interesting wildlife on this one then?
0: Yeah we do. Quite a lot of Great Crested Grebe breed on this reservoir and the thing about Great Crested Grebe is about 170 years ago probably a uh, little more than that now some ladies were quite concerned on the numbers of Great Crested Grebe that were left in the country there were about 29 pair the whole of the country left because they were used to colour ladies' hats with the, the head feathers. And this group of ladies from Huddersfield Way, as I say, were very uh, worried about the numbers and they formed the RSPB to protect those birds. It's where the RSPB first came from.
1: So the RSPB came about because rather vain ladies were taking photos of beautiful birds and sticking them in their hats. Yeah. And it was designed to stop that.
0: Yeah. And on this reservoir not too long ago, we had 29 breeding birds, uh, breeding pairs of great crested grebes. So you can see they did quite a good job, didn't they?
1: Love great crested grebes. Actually, I think they're very beautiful birds. I really like watching when they do the little dance that they do.
0: They do, yeah, yeah, the mating dance. And once the the young are born, you will see them carried by the adults on on their backs.
1: So they're protecting the little ones from predators.
0: They are. Right. We're now going to go not too far away, just back over the bridge. And we're gonna turn right after we get through the style up a bark chip path. If you'd like to follow me. Okay, let's let's just stop here. So what's this place then? This is Foxwell, and to uh, help you remember the name, if you look over just in front of us, you'll see the bench with Foxwell engraved into it.
1: And why is it actually called Foxwell, then?
0: On most of the Ordnance Survey maps, you'll see this highlighted as Foxwell within the woodland. It's, It's an area where foxes... Used to, uh, and still do, come and take some water. As you can see, there's a lot of water at the bottom there.
1: So do you get a lot of foxes in this wood? Are you likely to see them or not?
0: Yes. And we can talk about uh, where we may see foxes a little bit further along. But yes, we do get foxes in here. We also get deer in here. And this is quite a nice spot to see the the flash, the white flash of their tail, at the bottoms and the tails, because they run away from uh, the sounds that we make along this path. But the nice thing about the well is if you look very closely at it, you'll see uh, a pipe, a rusty pipe, just below the water level. And just the other side of the canal that we've walked along, were some cottages. They were for an old pit shaft that wasn't too far away. They had no running water and the only way that they could get their water was to walk from the cottages to this well and put the buckets down that little pipe until the fifties when they decided to put some pipes from the well and pipe the water to the cottages. The pipes are no longer here, but they do exist in certain parts of the woodland.
1: can't say I fancy doing that in the wintertime, it must have been freezing.
0: Yeah, I know. Very hardy people. That was up until the 50s.
1: Not that long ago then, really.
0: No. The, the, The cottages are no longer there, but Foxwell is. And as you can see, if you look extremely carefully on the 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 embankment just down here from the the fence you can see a carving that one of our foresters did of a fox. Unfortunately it's lost its ear but uh, if you sit on the bench you look across you'll be able to see the fox. Okay let's go up the path. Uh, We've got quite a straight Path to walk up now and it is on a slight incline but not not too much (music) hello we're just gonna stop here and this gives us a really nice view of an extremely long track we actually call it a ride in the woodland, and from here, with the wind in the right direction that's blowing towards your face, and you sit in very quietly, you can see foxes and deer. It's probably the best spot in the woodland to see them.
1: I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, I've got a question for you though. I'm looking at some trees over there, and on the on the trees i can see these little things look a bit like marbles they're like green and brown what are those
0: yeah that's an oak that's an oak and let's walk over if you look at this leaf they are this is an oak a marble and this is a an apple an oak apple they're galls and in each one of them there will be one, sometimes two, possibly three tiny wasp grubs they're so tiny that you really find find it very difficult to see with with your eyes, they won't sting but the grub uh, the wasp and the tree have been together for thousands of years the wasp will inject its grub into the leaf the oak to protect itself will form either the marble gall, the apple, and there are many other types of galls that uh, it would it'll produce to protect itself, but provide a habitat and something to uh, for the grub to feed on.
1: I heard somewhere that um, I think it's oaks that there's there's more insects that live on an oak than probably any other tree. Is that right? That's,
0: that is true. Yeah yeah let's have a look at uh, what we've got in front of us here we've got Corsican pines in front of us here and on average we get eighty different types of insects that would live on that pine obviously thousands of them but only eighty different types on the oak we get between four and six hundred different types very very important to our native wildlife, our oak trees.
1: So it's better to have a native species of tree than if to have, you know, like you said, the corticum pine or those large because obviously they've all evolved together over the over the hundreds of thousands of years. Yes, so, Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: Which is why you're changing the woodland back to how it used exactly. to be. Exactly.
0: Now the thing the special thing about oaks also is that they have feelings. Not only do we have pixies in the wood, we have trees with feelings.
1: Now, I know you're winding me up on that one, Dave. That can't be true.
0: It's true. For example, if a farmer was to be cutting his hedge, and in the hedge was a a mature oak tree, if by accident he was to take a, a slice of bark from his machine off of that tree, the tree would think it was going to die. So to preserve its, uh, itself or its species, it would produce twice as many of its babies, which are acorns, than it would do normally.
1: That just sounds a bit odd. I'll take your word for it. You're the expert. It's a nice idea, but...
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it works. It's true.
1: I'm not going to go and hug an oak tree, though. now. I'm not going to do that for you.
0: Okay, right. Let's uh, let's make our way back now to the car park and the visitor centre.
1: Okay, lead on.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Now's your chance if you wish to uh, pop into the cafe in the visitor centre and have a cup of tea and a cake if you wish. Go to the toilet. Also in the uh, visitor centre we have our events programme highlighting all our events and guided walks. Keep your ears open and your eyes open for the next podcast which will be run by the service and that is on the Barnsley Canal.
1: Thanks a lot, Dave. That was a really good walk. I enjoyed it, and I think I know a little bit more about Hawthorne Wood, and I'm sure I'll come back again.
0: Well, thank you.